Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 65 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. We're back, and it looks like the Chiefs Kingdom has had a bit of a roller coaster week. So we'll be getting into the festive spirit by talking about the Chiefs versus the Texans. We've got more from the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings before we take a look at the Chiefs Christmas Eve matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. But first... My God, Tom, three weeks. It took you three weeks to come back to the show. Did I, is, did I say something bad? Did it, was, it, was something wrong? Is, is it me? Um, I know what you lot are all thinking. And I know what the Chiefs Kingdom are thinking. You think, oh, the World Cup was on. Tom just wanted to pull a sickie and pull a fast. <laughs> and, like, obviously, it's been nice to not have to do this and be able to watch some uh, World Cup stuff. But it wasn't the reason I was off. First of all, I was ill. Yeah. And then my work, my day job. Yes, I have a day job. Unfortunately, I can't do Arrowhead Pride full time. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite in the boss man's league just yet. Maybe one day, but not quite there. Um, yes, my secondly, my, my day job just went absolutely mental to the point where it didn't allow me any free time whatsoever. Mm. And any free time I did have, I used it to watch the World Cup. And then thirdly, I got COVID. I, I had COVID again. Yay, COVID. So, um, yeah, so I know COVID is still a thing in 2022. Yeah. In yeah, China we I think we all now, thought but... it was going to disappear in 2022, didn't we? But yeah, um... but like, I, I got co- I got oh. the COVID again. So yeah, I'm back. I'm back on the podcast. Um, quite a bit's happened over the last few weeks. Quite a bit's happened over the last 24 hours. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been an eventful, an eventful uh, 24 hours. Or should, by the time people listen to this podcast, it would have been 48 hours. Lord knows what happens in the 24 hours <laughs> in between now and the show being released. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm sure. I, I don't know, something will come out about someone else or some ex-player will say something else. But it's just been it's been the wildest of 24 hours. Like, we've forgotten about how bad Cole Cheffers were. We've forgotten about <laughs> the defence not being very good. We've forgotten about the fact that Chiefs almost struggled against the Texans because Dustin Colquitt and Tommy Townsend started having a, a little battle over Twitter and a little fight interviews, <laughs> and then some other random Chiefs fan decided to go get himself arrested for armed robbery so yeah it's been it's been it's been eventful but on the second point it, it did have me thinking about like Nick's names Chiefs fans in general right yeah. and you yourself are a nicknamed Chiefs fan you you call yourself the self-titled I must be <laughs> you do call yourself the Brit Chief right yeah and Obviously, we've had history now of fans with nicknames having some controversy. So I'm just waiting to find out what 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 is the skeleton in in your closet. What's going to come out? What's going to come out? What's going to come out from your cupboard and reveal itself? Like I want to say, there's some horrific crimes I've been thinking of today that I want to link to this. But I also, <laughs> that, that I've done. I, I, I want to I want to tread carefully in case any of them are true and you come down and murder me. So um, yeah, <laughs> are, you, are you are you like some fraud star? I, I don't know. What, what what do you do to get all get all your money? Like you've got a massive Chiefs memorabilia collection that must have cost a lot of money. So what did you do to to finance all of that, Brad? This is the worry because, yeah, I, 
the guy that we're in we're talking about before was spending quite a bit of money, wasn't he? Or he was yeah. flashing the cash quite a bit, and he was yeah. saying that he was a hardworking guy and everything. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah I seem to be splashing the cash quite a bit on cheese stuff. Um, and you got yourself a Harley. Yeah, <laughs> I just bought a new car today as well. I'm a mafia don. That's why I am I'm a mafia don. That was funded from the pensions of OAPs that you stole <laughs> in the last few, few, few weeks. Just, I'm an international a, arms dealer. What, I'm supplying. Honestly, what, what a ridiculous 24 to 48 hours on cheese Twitter. Like, because I woke up this morning, right. And I went to bed, none the wiser. And then, like, the Colquitt stuff, the Townsend stuff, I, I I, saw rumblings but didn't really get into it. And yeah. I woke up this morning, and i did done the same thing I do every morning, roll over, check my phone, get on Twitter, and have a look on Twitter to catch up on what's happened the night before. <laughs> Normally, it's to check on NFL scores, NBA scores, that type of thing. But seeing what went on on Twitter the last 24 hours, I've never laughed so much in bed in my entire life. Like, no, I I just, the missus just lying next to me. She's like, what are you giggling at? I'm going to just have a look at this. Just, just, just have a look at this. Just mad. And yeah, I know. Probably, memes floating you know around I wasn't going to talk about it, but then I saw the SB Nation. They posted an actual article about it on SBNation.com. And I thought that gives me free reign to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just mad. I mean, you've, I, I mean, probably some people are probably going to have a go at us for laughing at it, all this, but it's the situation that we're laughing at, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, it's the fact that we've had we've had this guy literally undercover in our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> we've had him undercover. We didn't know his name. No, he went to every game in a, in a wolf's costume, so nobody really kind of knew his identity anyway, or where he where he was or who yeah. he was. Um, he got a good following. He really could have been X Factor following. underneath it. <laughs> we know. Like, it just, it just, the whole thing's funny. Like, the bit that I found the funniest, and obviously it's come out that it wasn't true, was the thought of someone robbing the bank in the wolf costume. That's what got me. Well, somebody clearly did, but it, I mean, it wasn't the same mask, was it? But somebody clearly did. I have no idea if this is going to stay in the show. Or <laughs> Steve is Let's calling. go, baby. <laughs> Put the money in the bag, baby. <laughs> I fully expect this to be edited out by Steve. I really do. <laughs> because it is a legal matter. It's still so funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We've got to die uh, on this podcast to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? What are we in week sixteen? <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Like this season's been so long. Like I'm so angry at the NFL for adding an extra week into the season because it just seems like it's going on forever at the moment. Oh, oh God. Why, we're actually crying here, aren't we? Oh, just <laughs> that so funny. So so funny. But you're right. I mean, it has been a crazy 24 hours. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy three weeks, to be honest. Yeah. Um. I mean, let's try and pull it around a little bit and try and talk about. I mean, let's 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 actually let's talk about the World Cup first because yeah. we have been covering that quite a bit on yeah. this podcast. Um, obviously, England got knocked out, and we didn't do another kind of. I don't think we did a podcast since then, did we? Me and you. No. Um. So, uh, but uh, congratulations to Argentina. Argentina are the uh, the world champions. Um, I just feel annoyed that. England didn't get there. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Um, yeah. It probably sounds arrogant coming from an Englishman, that, but it really did feel like an opportunity that we had. Um, yeah. And I I dreamt of an England versus Argentina final. I really yeah. did, just to get them revenge on Maradona's hand of God moment. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't happen. But um, congratulations to them. Messi got his his, his World Cup, finally. Um, yeah. And the, the debate ends, I suppose, doesn't it? Is he the greatest of all time? I mean, I'm happy for Messi. I'm just not happy for Argentina. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's my view of it. I wanted the French to win that game. I wanted Messi to win it, but I wish he was in a France chat, to be honest. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, England isn't frustrating. Like, it, with the, England, it almost felt like the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Like, they were the better against the Patriots. They were the better team, but they just happened to lose. Mm. And um, England against France, England were the better team in that game. I don't think... 
you can call me biased for saying that they were the better team. They just weren't clinical and France were. So yeah. we don't have that killer instinct yet. But obviously the final was just like unlike anything. Like the night before I watched Vikings versus Colts, right? Mm. And I picked up that game of 33-0 to the Colts. Oh, wow, yeah. And I thought, I'm just going to watch anyway. I've got literally nothing else to do. I'm going to watch this game. Yeah. Scored a couple of touchdowns. Justin Jefferson done what he did to Stefan Gilmore. It was just that alone was worth watching it. The game for them. Lo and behold, the Vikings made their miraculous comeback. Somehow, the greatest comeback in NFL history is going to belong to Kirk Cousins, which just doesn't sit right with me. But, you know, it mm. is going to. It is in the, it's in the record books now. And it was kind of nice to sit there and watch, actually, Indy, how does this feel? Come on. Ha. But anyways, yeah. moving on. So, yeah, yeah the NFL, had, NFL arguably had its greatest comeback. Well, it did have its greatest comeback. One of his greatest games ever on Saturday. And then you get to the World Cup final. And you hear obviously rumblings about this this virus going around the French camp, and apparently they've all been poorly, not very well over the last few days. And they were playing like it, like you'd have been forgiven for thinking that there was some match fixing going on. That's how bad the French were for the first yeah. eight minutes of the final. Like it was the most boring game ever. I was only watching it because it was the World Cup final. I'd say it was, the it was first seventy other, minutes. Seventy minutes. Exactly. If it was any other game, I probably would have turned it off. Yeah. Because it was the World Cup final, I thought I'm going to keep this on. And then France do the impossible, score two goals in two games, and all, uh, two goals in two minutes. And all of a sudden, it become literally the greatest football match I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> it turned on its head, didn't it? It was weird. Yeah. yeah. It went from the worst football match, the most dis- disappointing, the most anticlimactic football match I've ever watched, to, to this just, this spectacular, I don't know, like, performance of what sport should be. And it yeah. was the two best players in the world playing on the two best teams in the world just going out, Messi versus Mbappe. And it was just like, I was sitting there thinking, how can anyone not like football? Yeah, I like, watching that, yeah. It's just, it was football, it was sport at its best. It really was. And they say that the, the football is the global game, it's the world's game. It absolutely is. It really is. Like, everyone was tuned into that game. And it's four billion people, I think, were watching that game. So half the planet was watching that particular game of football. Insane stat that, and it's I'm just that many people are watching. It was so, 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 so good. Like we, we were meant to be going to Amy's mum's, and I'll get on to that in a little while because it in, eats into what how how I viewed the tra- uh, the Chiefs game. We were meant to be going to Amy's mum's, and so she was like, "Oh, can you help me get the house ready?" Because we had babysitters for my kids. Yeah. And just absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I was And it went to extra time. She's like, are you going to help now? No. <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm watching this That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, there's nothing I could do. I, I just could not take my eyes off this football match. And it was just unreal. It's, it just, this weekend of sport. And then obviously we have had what happened in Las Vegas as well with the Patriots and the yeah. Raiders. It just, it was just. What was that pass? I mean, come on. I mean, anybody who's anybody knows you do not pass back to across the field like that. At that unless distance. you're Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, unless you pass it Patrick Mahomes. But if you're not a, if you, if you're not a quarterback and you're trying to throw it back to your quarterback, and he, you can plainly see that the Raiders are all over the field. Hmm. What possessed him to throw that ball? I don't know, the... but I, I guarantee they weren't told to lateral the ball. No. I bet that wasn't the call because it was a draw play and it looked like Bill Belichick was just trying to chance one. Him, oh, this run might break open, it might not. Yeah. And <laughs> for whatever the reason, they decided to start lateral the ball. And then, yeah, it was just hilarious. Like, I, I hate the Raiders, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching them win that game the way they did. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely did because I'd respect the Patriots and what they did, but I, I don't. Saw- I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I liked them, um, but to see a game end in that fashion was just comical. Like it was comical. It yeah, was, that was like if you're ever going to show anyone, oh, you need to get into this sport. This is why. Show them that play. <laughs> like, look at them, man. What? Have, make them watch like Mac Jones, who's tiny, trying to tackle Chandler Jones, who's massive. Like <laughs> make them watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose was, we should get back to the Chiefs game. We're yeah, let's get back to the Chiefs, Chiefs game. game. Um, I mean, we mentioned obviously Dustin Colquitt and Tommy Townsend at the beginning there, and yeah, they've had a bit of a, a ding dong on Twitter, it seems, um, mm. where they've been back and forth a little, a little too often, just um, you know, complaining about ball positioning and the laces weren't out and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was all that Dan Marino's fault. Everyone knows that. 
If he had held the ball laces out like he's supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Does <laughs> it make that much of a difference? I don't Does know. it make that much of a difference? I don't know. I don't believe Just it. Just put I, your I, foot through it, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't remember you looking when you did your field goal, your famous field goal um, yeah. in, in Miami. And, and I don't remember once looking at you thinking, He's looking for the laces out here. He just, yeah. he just wellied that thing, didn't you? Um, but, I mean, you know, height the moment in a game, it is quite difficult. But it has been a big issue recently um, for Butker, hasn't it? it it's yeah. It's been one of those things that uh, Chiefs fans are not confident with at the minute. Uh, the kicking situation seems to be a, an issue again. Um, I mean, we had a bit of an issue with the kickers that were replacing them before, and we were quite relieved when uh, Booker came back. But it's happening all too often a bit now. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be just short range. It doesn't seem to be the lengthy it's range. It's yarder in Sunday. Yeah, but it, it's it. a lot of it is normally like, you know, PAT range, I suppose, isn't it, a lot of the time? Um, I just don't trust the guy at the moment. I don't, yeah, mean I don't think anybody does. No. And it's really hard for a kicker to get over, get over the yips. It's yeah. like, how often do you hear about kick, kickers making a comeback with the same team to get back yeah. to where they were? It happens very rarely. Normally, kickers, if you, if you get into this situation that Butker's in, moment, normally you, your time with teams are done. Yeah. Uh, I think there are serious questions to be had at the end of the season with Butker. And I've, I fully expect it to be actually a, a kicking competition next year i don't i don't think he's going to have the free ride that he's had the last couple of years i mm. fully expect them to to find a kicker and have an open competition in training camp next year because at the moment we're in a position where you just can't trust him unfortunately the chiefs do trust him that's yeah. that's the problem but as a fan base we don't trust him like mm. we remember the times when Butker used to come into the field and you'd be like oh it's automatic yeah it's fine you never used to worry about it but now it's just like every time he comes out i dread it and yeah. if I'm the Chiefs and I'm Andy Reid and I'm day two, I'm looking at this this kicking situation and how badly it's how bad it's been. And granted, it hasn't cost us yet. And mm. this, we've said this for a couple of years. We've been saying this for a couple of years. It will cost us, but it hasn't cost us yet. Yeah, and we, it hasn't cost us yet, but it will. I so the playoffs are coming. Will. That's the worry. I guarantee it will cost us. So if yeah. I'm the Chiefs, I'm not kicking again this season. Honestly. Yeah. I, I'm not two pointers every time. Two pointers every single time. Yeah, you know, like would you rather the, would you rather the ball be in Mahomes' hands or Butker's feet right now? I'm going fourth and one every time. I'm going fourth yeah. down every single I, time. I I, I I I think anything under any fourth and five. Yeah, anything past fourth and five, maybe kick it right, kick yeah. the field goal. But anything under that, just go for it every single time. Just, yeah. just put the ball in Pat's hands because he's far more trustworthy than, than than Butker is right now. Like you can't, you can't be having to try and make up points that he misses. Like they're, they're meant to be the easy ones. Those one, those single points after a touchdown. That's meant to be the easy one. But now we're getting into the red zone. We score a touchdown, and the scary part isn't oh, are we going to actually get the touchdown? The scary part is are we going to get the point after? Yeah. Like the Chiefs should have gone into halftime on Sunday tied with the Texans, but they didn't. They went and uh, they went in as uh, a point loss and point kicks, down, can, yeah. kicks can change momentum. We saw it a few weeks ago. When, when what game was it when Matthew Wright kicked the field goal just before half time? And it was it was the um, the record one at the time. He kicked like a fifty eight yard, and the Chiefs said that they bought that momentum with that kick that brought them back into the game, into the locker room, and that gave them their fast start in the second half. Where with the Chiefs. They, they're having these negative plays just before the half, like they're having these 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 points that they aren't getting. And it can have an adverse effect on the, on the second half. And they mm. just can't be doing it. You can't build momentum to have a kicker ruin it. You just yeah. can't. Kickers, kickers should not be that important. They should just be, come in, do your job, fine. That's it. <laughs> that, that is it. Yeah. That's it. They should, yeah. they should never be the reason you lose, ever. They shouldn't be. It's plain and simple. Talk well, about a momentum killer, though. Um, yeah, we've got to talk about Cheffers, haven't we? We've got to call, talk about uh, Carl Cheffers now um, because every time the, the Chiefs seemed to get momentum going, there was something happened. There was a, there was flags. There was, I mean, there was, was something like, was it 10 flags and something? It was like 100 yards or something like that um, that I, I remember off the stats. Um, influence, a referee influencing a game like that, as much as Cheffers does, and he's, it's not the first time he's done it. He's done mm. it a few times. 
and we all know the obviously the shout out that uh, that Kelsey gave him talking about we should be working in Foot Locker. Um, you know, th- there's clearly an issue there with Chefers, and I I really hope the Chiefs don't ever get his crew in the playoffs. But you know for a fact that somewhere along the line, he's going to be in that in that mix, isn't he? Yeah, the NFL seems to like him. They love him. <laughs> they seem to like him as a crew. Um, yeah, like obviously the two big ones from the game on the other night were obviously the Mahomes not getting the uh, rough in the passer call. That was terrible. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you compare it to obviously the one that Brady did get, obviously you. Which one? The Tom, the, the Chris Jones one, the Tom Jones, yeah, Chris Jones, Chris Jones. No, the the Grady Jarrett one against the Falcons. If you. Oh weeks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, when you compare it to that, you obviously think it's awful. Like, and it is, it, it's, it is violent. It is violent. I, I'm kind of, oh, people are going to hate me. I'm kind of okay with it not being called, but when you compare it to others, absolutely, it should be called. Yeah. yeah it should be called. But the, the forward progress one is just the fumble from Juju. And the NFL have come out and said, since and said it was called correctly. The, offici- the NFL officiation said, yeah, it was called correctly. That's fine. They can review that. That's not a problem. I think the, the problem that we have is that we just automatically go straight back to Derek Johnson. <laughs> yeah. like, whenever, we, whenever we hear the term for, for progress, we just think Jeff Triplett. That's all yeah. we do. And something within us makes us so much more angry than we should be. But like, honestly, hearing the words Jeff Triplett now just makes me mad. It's making me mad. I'm it's talk- making me mad, mate. I, 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 I've told you before, I've got that nervous twitch every time I hear like forward progress. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously we saw that and then that could not go our way. And we we think it was awful. And of course that exacerbates everything when it comes to Cole Jefferson. <laughs> every call that he made all of a sudden become the worst call in the world. And I don't think he's a great referee. I don't. I really don't think he's a good, ref- a good referee. I think it's problematic when he referees our game, but there's probably loads of fan bases that think the same. It's like when Mike Dean referee, Mike Dean used to referee Premier League games. Whenever Mike Dean refereed an yeah. Arsenal game, I was saying, well, we're going to lose today. The other team's going to get a penalty. Yeah. But it turns out the Arsenal fans aren't the only fan base that feel like it. Tottenham no. fans feel like it. Chelsea fans feel like it. Aston Villa fans feel like it. Everyone hates Mike Dean. Maybe everyone just hates Carl Sheffers, and maybe he's just not very good at his job. But because he's not that very good at his job, when he does make a mistake or what you perceive to be a mistake, it is literally just like he's just come up to you, knocked on your door, you've opened the door and he's just punched you in the mouth because that's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it probably does feel like that. And, we, and we, we are very much blinded by the fact that we love our team that much. And, you know, if something does go against us or there's a flag against us, we're never going to like a flag being thrown against our team, are we? Mm-hmm. But, you know, at some point, though, it's, it's, some of those flags, when you look at them, um, even during the game, I'll probably say that ah, fair one, you know, fair one. Yeah, okay, I, I understand that one. But there's more and more now that are, are getting more like egregious kind of penalties that you yeah. just think, how on earth is that? How on earth is that? It, it feels like it's made up. I mean, clearly there's rules in there that you know a lot of fans we we, we don't know all of all the rules. Obviously, yeah. these you know these referees do know the ins and outs of the rule book, but. It's, it's, a lot of the time, it's how they manage, manage to kind of manipulate and get through it by yeah. calling something for no apparent reason. And and that's yeah, what kind of incenses a little bit more. And gets it's the consistency, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah. that's, I think that's what winds people people up in general of all sport and officiating. Like the consistency in the World Cup, for example, the refereeing in the World Cup oh, was terrible. shambolic. Yeah. It was so bad. And like you think the NFL has bad officiating go to football and check out football every week because like the Premier League, they are full-time referees and they are horrendous. Yeah. They are so, so bad. Right? The, the standard of refereeing in this country is awful. Maybe people don't want to be referees because, I don't know, they get bullied. They do. Like, what, what happens when referees walk into a pub? So they must get shit. They must do. Of course the they same, do. The same must happen with referees in the NFL as well. They must be walking around like walking around the shopping centre or shopping mall, as Americans call it. Yeah, they always get it they on try, They're trying on a pair of size 10s, yeah. and all of a sudden they get a size 9 in the back of the head from an angry Browns fan. <laughs> it, it must happen. It was always the same. Whenever you played Sunday League over here, Sunday League is just like, you know, a lot of drunk blokes uh, been on a night out beforehand, and they, they play in a league, and then they have some kind of poor sod who's the referee. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's an old boy? 
Yeah, probably an old boy, but he's done all of the, you know, he's done all of the badges and stuff like that. You know, he needs to get to be an official referee, and he just gets absolute <laughs> on the rest of the game, doesn't he? You know, are you blind, ref? Are you blind? Um, so yeah, it's not a, it's not a, a it's not a thankful job. It's very much no. a thankless task as um, is being a referee. And I, I once, as a youngster, I once uh, got a yellow card for dissent for a referee once. Because um, I've got to tell you a story about one. Well, carry on, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you. So about. yeah, well, he, he, we were under 18s, right? So he decided to send our manager off for whatever reason. But yeah. because we were under 18s, he wasn't legally allowed to send our manager off yeah. because he, this the manager was our guardian, class as our guardian. But he decided that he wanted to send the manager off and sent him to the car park. And so he sent him to the car park. But because he sent him to the car park, the game had to be abandoned because we didn't have our guardian present. So, oh. yeah, so, so this referee is a job swap. He had a nose studding and curly hair, basically yeah. had a perm. And um, but no one liked him. He had a reputation of being a terrible referee. Anyways, everyone's after is like walking around, shaking hands with each other. And I went yeah. up to the ref. I went to offer him my hand. And he went to shake my hand back and I give it the old like really? like stuck my like hand wave hand on my nose, uh I'm on the nose, give it like waving hands. Yeah. And when uh and then he he went, number three, number three, and I just walked off, clapping my hands, going, easy. Easy, easy. <laughs> Apparently, he showed a yellow card to my back, <laughs> no, and I didn't believe it at the time. And then a few weeks later, I got the let- letter through. The from letter through, Bay. yeah. From me, as you do. Ah, oh, here's a here's an eight pound fine for Tom Charles, who plays for Leighton Town Youth, <laughs> for a disgusting act of descent. <laughs> I should have framed it. <laughs> I, I had I had one that was really it's a really quick one. This, but um, there was a lot of the time where whenever you yeah, whenever you played for a Sunday league, you always had some kind of ringer who was uh, under a different name because yeah. the player who wasn't there because he's injured, you know, it, they brought somebody in who's like you know next level above. You know, he's he's a proper good player, so they always yeah. put him as John Smith or someone like that. You know, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of like name swapping going around, just so you can fill a team. And I, I had a proper go at the referee once because it was a bad tackle and it was either me or somebody else. I can't remember who it was. And uh, he was going to, he booked me and he, and he said, name please. And I went, oh, Brad Simcox. And he went, real name please. Chief Saharic. Oh, that is my real name. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> love it love it yeah this this Chiefs game was weird wasn't it this this like we haven't really got much of a plan for the show by the way kind of like winging it as we go along if you can tell the way this week's been going <laughs> yeah we're just we're just hitting it with like yeah. a winging moment just a roller coaster of emotion this let's just go with yeah. it this the whole game was weird like I was watching it in a car, I alluded to it earlier that I was traveling down to the West Country, so like a three-hour driver, and I was watching it on Game Pass on my phone on like the M4. Not, I wasn't driving; I was a passenger. <laughs> just to be clear, I was a passenger. But so don't, the game, don't the say game you kept, pulled into a layby, please. Yeah, yeah, the game kept cutting out, so I was watching it on my phone on Game Pass, and I when it got to the end of the game, obviously the Chiefs won in overtime, and I had no clue about Frank Clark forcing a fumble until today. Yeah, no, Literally, I didn't. No clue it happened because when the game went to overtime, Chiefs won the toss and I thought, right, okay, Chiefs are going to go down the other end, score a touchdown, win. Bengals fans will probably cry, not Bengals, Bills fans will probably cry about it, you know, yeah. about the Chiefs winning another coin toss. And so it got to a point where the Chiefs were third and four. And then when I finally got my feet up and running again, Jared McKinnon was in the end zone and we'd scored and we'd yeah. won. <laughs> yeah. So I, I automatically assumed that that was the same drive. Mm. I still don't know what happened in between that third and four no. and Frank Clark forcing the, the, the fumble. I only saw it today. I saw some, a tweet from NFL.com saying, oh, Frank the Clark, uh, Frank the Shark Clark out hunting. I was like, he didn't get do anything in that game. No, no. Even if you look it on turns game out he the game now. Yeah, even if you look on Game Pass now, it's still cut out because it cut out, it froze. And I thought, oh, it's just mine. But it wasn't. Yeah. Apparently it froze for everyone. And then we had to jump onto Red Zone to go and see... <laughs> McKinnon running into the end zone, but like you said, I, we missed that end of that game. Yeah, and there was people and on Twitter. The only thing Frank Clark's done in the last two years, we missed it. We missed it. <laughs> we missed it. There's no footage of it. Wowzers! Just like, <laughs> but the, it, isn't it? Isn't it funny to see like when the Chiefs when they create t- turnovers? Obviously, they made a load of their own turnovers. Obviously, yeah. two fumbles don't help. But the Chiefs make one turnover to bring that differential just 
took our way a little bit more is to make it from minus two to minus one. Chiefs defense makes one turnover, the Chiefs win the game. Mm. Turnovers have been a problem for us the last few weeks because we obviously just had so many giveaways, but the defense hasn't been pulling their way either and getting making plays on the ball, not uh, creating turnovers themselves. Mm. If that can start to even out a little bit more, I know I accept the Chiefs are going to have turnovers, they're going to fumble the ball, Mahomes will throw an exception. But if the defense can start pulling their weight a little bit in the next few weeks, yeah. then the Chiefs stand a chance in December or in January, rather, because right now the, the way the Chiefs are playing isn't good playoff football. It, no. it just isn't. It's not. We're far too reliant on our quarterback for it to be good playoff football. And the defense isn't pulling their weight and we're making errors on special teams. So it's like, if, if you want an ingredient, how not to win in the playoffs, watch the Chiefs the last two or three weeks. But if, if that overtime force fumble could be the start of something on defense, maybe I'm yeah. being a bit too ambitious here. With the next three quarterbacks, we play Geno Smith, uh, Russell Wilson, or Brett Rippian, and Derek Carr. If they can start to get into a swing of making some plays on the ball, then maybe we might be well suited for January football. But right now, the way we're playing, we're probably not. The Chiefs' defense seems to have regressed a bit, hasn't it? We were quite high on it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of players that uh, that. We felt we're, you know, we felt very highly about this 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 young defense that we thought, well, you know, it's 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 serviceable. They, you know, there's quite a few rookies there, but you know, we're doing really well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, these last few weeks, there's been a bit of a wobble in my confidence with the uh, with the Chiefs' defense at the minute because there just doesn't seem to be that urgency. There doesn't seem to be uh, the tackling was an issue. It, it seemed better in this game. I think the tackling was a yeah. lot better in this game. But the, the weeks prior to that, um, the tackling was very much business decisions that um, we could do without, really. I mean, I know nobody wants to get injured at this point in the season either because, you know, the playoffs are just around the corner. You want to be mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Everybody wants to. But we've still got to keep the pressure on with the Bills. And they've got a couple of hard games coming up with the Bills. Yeah. Really difficult games. Um, so if we can keep the pressure on them and, you know, navigate through the, uh, the the Seahawks. I'm at this point now this is this is very much like squeaky bum time that we're used to isn't it where it's coming towards the end of the season there's three games left they look like easy games we clearly are not having easy games because we no. struggled we got taken into overtime with a 1 and 11 and a 1 Texans yeah so going into the, this game against the Seahawks we need to be really the next level cut above um and because they've got some weapons on that team um, yeah, they've had a few issues recently. Um, Geno Smith's not as great as he has been, but it only takes one game to actually turn that on. We've seen that before. Yeah. So and we need to be careful. Yeah, it's, it's it's a fine line, isn't it? Because you want the performance, and I, you do want the performance because the performance is what gives you confidence going into the next week. Yeah. But at the same time, it is a results business. We want the dubs. And... We are now at a point in the season where I don't really care how it comes. I, I, I want it to look pretty. Of course, I want it to look pretty. Yeah. And the last two weeks have not been pretty against the Broncos and the Texans. It's been it's been a, a struggle, to be honest. It's been a grind to watch mm. this team at times. And then making bad teams look good does annoy me. Mm. But at the same time, if they're playing well, then would I rather be France or would I rather be England? Like, Good point. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. England played well against France. They didn't get the win. We went home early. Yeah. France didn't play well against England, but they were clinical and they got the win. So I would probably rather be France than England and I'd probably rather be the Chiefs than than the Texans right now. So at least they're winning, especially because... We had the we had the awkward position of going second as well because now like the Bills played Saturday night, so the Bills played the te- Dolphins. They took care of business. They got lucky at times. The, the, the Dolphins let them off the hook because yeah. up until the last few minutes, that uh, the Dolphins were well into the, well in that game, and so yeah, they they got a bit lucky. They got their wins, but as soon as they got their win, it's like here you go, Chiefs. It's over to you now. You have to beat the Texans because if you don't beat, we drop a game. That's it. We're done. The, yeah. the, the number one seed is done. Because I think we end up, if we drop a game, we'll probably end up on the same record as the Bengals and they'll have the tiebreaker over us. The Bills will already know how the tiebreaker over us. Um, so, yeah, we, the Chiefs need to go out and win the next three games. And before Sunday, obviously, was the uh, was four games. So as long as they're winning games, I'm happy. I just want them to clear up on a couple of things. Yeah. If the Texans make plays, the Texans make plays. If the Seahawks make plays, the Seahawks make plays. Guess what? They're paid too. They're, they're athletes too, yeah? yeah. They can make plays. There's nothing wrong with just getting done every now and then by a good play. 
or yeah. a big, good bit of coaching, a good bit, uh, a, a talented player. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's when you make the mistakes yourself, that's the problem. When you make the dumb mistakes, when you have fumbling, not ball security, not having the laces out and kicks, like, it just just <laughs> little things like that, like not tackling properly. They're yeah. the things you want the Chiefs to clean up on. And they're the things that have crept into the game the last two or three weeks, which I don't like, which I don't like seeing. And if they can just clear up those things, they don't have to play particularly well as long as they win. But if they clear up on those things, the things that will be problematic in January, then I'll be happy. The one thing I will say about this game before we head into the break is um, for the MVP race, this was great for Mahomes, this game, because look at the numbers. You wouldn't have thought so, judging no, by it, the it, to it. This is the thing. Yeah. The eye test looks as though you think, oh, my God, Mahomes has had a bad game. But yeah, he's had three Texans. Yeah. But he's had 300 plus yards. He's had what two touchdowns? He, you know, he's he's clearly dragged that team through. Yeah. Um. And and you know, forced the issue trying to get this team down the line, um. And and come out with a dub. And and that's what you want from an MVP candidate, don't you? You want somebody yeah. who just takes the game by the scruff of the neck, drags the team over the line, no matter who it is you're against, to get the win. And yeah. Mahomes did that. So I think he's very much still nailed on for the um for the, the MB, MBP race now. I love the nailed on part. I, I don't think he's I think he's nailed on. on. I, I think the MVP gets decided this weekend one way or another. And that is whether Jalen Hurts can play against the Cowboys. Because if Jalen Hurts doesn't play against the Cowboys and it is Gardner Minshew time and the Eagles offense looks exactly the same then Mahomes is the MVP. Like we we all think that Jalen the the Eagles not a system offense, but we think Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback for that. Are we, go, are we talking about system quarterbacks again? Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, bring back the system quarterbacks, Tom Brady. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm trying my hardest not to be like rude and disingenuous about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but if you said to, went to the Eagles right now and said, "I'll trade you Jalen Hurts for Patrick Mahomes," oh. th- there's there's no way in hell they don't make that trade. Like they've already accepted it. They've already pushed it through. Yeah. They're already rang their mates. So guess what? I've got Patrick Mahomes. Like they've oh, already had done... to give up with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already done. Guess what? We fleeced the Chiefs. Right? <laughs> Do you know what we've done? We've done a Brad Simcox on those OAPs. That's what we've done. That's what we've done. Uh, um, they, they, they would take it in a heartbeat. They really would. And I'm not mocking Jalen Hurts for it. He's playing exceptionally well. He's playing very, very good football. But he's also on the most loaded team in the NFL. Yeah. We've won the best offensive lines, best receiving cores, good coach, great defense. Like he is in a perfect situation. He is in a situation that is if Patrick Mahomes was in, the Eagles would never lose a game again, ever. They'd be undefeated. Yeah, they would be. They, let's be honest, they would be. He he would take them to that next level. And again, it's not a knock on Jalen Hurts, but he is very much benefiting from his surroundings, from the system. Patrick Mahomes does not have that luxury whatsoever. Yes, he has Andy Reid, who is an all-world offensive guru. Yes, he has Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end of all time. He has those two people, but he doesn't have a lot else. He has a semi-decent offensive line that is inconsistent. He has a wide receiving core that everyone was slaying as one of the league's worst, literally four or five months ago. He lost Tyreek Hill. The defense is just bleh. Let's be honest, it makes play from time to time. But again, no one writes anything about the Chiefs defence and no one ever will write anything about the Chiefs defence until it has an overhaul. So Mahomes, compared to Hurts, you'd much rather be in Hurts' situation, but Mahomes is outperforming Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So he absolutely is the MVP. I'm just worried that he won't get it. And people are going to look at the record because the Eagles might end up at 15-1 and or 16-1. and and they might go hey, 16 and one. We've got to give it to that callback yeah. of that team. When we all know that callback isn't the reason they are 16 and one. He is part of the reason, but he's not the entire reason. Where if the Chiefs go to end up at 14 and three, we know the only reason they are 14 and three is Patrick Mahomes. It is the only reason. And yeah, so he definitely should be MVP. I'm just, I'm, I fear that he's not going to win it. Yeah, I see. You could say it's going to be robbery, daylight robbery. We said this before, though, because you were worried that uh, they were just going to give it as good as Mahomes is, and and all the flashy plays that he does, and how he manages to lead this team. You you were worried, weren't you, when 
they're just going to give it to somebody else because Mahomes has got he's he's going to win something else, isn't he? You yeah. know, so we'll just give this kid the MVP award, and yeah. Mahomes will get something else, you know, later down the line. And that's the that's the worry we have, isn't it? That you know they they're not going to give the credit where credit's due for Mahomes because I mean he's leading the TDs, he's leading yeah. the passing yards, um, his team's you know. Just won the AFC West. We haven't even spoke about that seven times back to 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 back. We haven't, have we? How like 40 minutes into this podcast, we haven't talked about the fact that she's won the AFC West. Can you believe it? I mean, remember the first time we won it? We never shut up about it. Yeah. Did you know what? The first time they won the AFC West was, I think it was the first time, or it might have been the second time, was the night before my son was born and my missus was in labour. God, was that then? Yeah, yeah, because that was when they played the Chargers, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat the Chargers and they uh, had the uh, Tyreek Hill pump return. Like that yesterday. was it. Was that game? And she was in she was in labour, and I was watching on Game Pass. I remember that. I actually remember that. I remember. Yeah, you, yeah I remember you saying, "Bloody hell!" Yeah, yeah. Do you mind it on here? It's the fourth quarter. <laughs> Oh no, it's going in another time. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, she had the baby like nine hours after they won the title in the end. But yeah. Oh, she did well then. She did she did you a solid there, didn't she? Yeah, she let me watch Sunday night football as well. <laughs> She's a trooper. She's yeah. a trooper, I tell you. Uh right, anyway, we'll we'll take a quick break. Uh and when we come back, we'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride power rankings and we'll be looking ahead to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Uh, it's this part of the show where we've got Tom back for the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings. Have they done proper this week again as well? What do you mean done proper? Done proper. What, what, what do I mean? One week no. we did it where we went around the league, where we went around all of the all of the media. Was, was that when I wasn't here? That wasn't. That was when he wasn't here. Yeah, they were doing all the all the, the power rankings from all different media so sources. You, you, you couldn't be bothered to. <laughs> I'm offended. No, no, it was on the Hourhead Pride. They did that that way, not the uh, way that you do it. So are you, are you, proper I, way. are you offended that I didn't listen? Yeah, I am offended you didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about you, Tom, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the power ranking. So what, what do you want? Do you want the bottom team in the top five, like usual? Yeah, yeah, I want the bottom team. Well, bottom team's clearly going to be the Texans, right? <laughs> no, it's not. Is it the Broncos? It's- it's not the Broncos. Uh, I cannot believe this one. Like, I didn't get time to vote for this, honestly. I've been oh, running around like a blue-ass fly tonight, so I didn't have a chance to put my own vote since I used everyone else's. They've put the Los Angeles Rams as for seconds. What? The LA Rams. The Rams? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. They are god-awful. They are god-awful at the minute, but really? Uh, Worse yeah. than the Texans? Yeah. Do you know that they've had the worst Super Bowl uh, defense of all time? Yeah, Rams? well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have, yeah. 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 Officially now, officially now, the, the worst Super Bowl defense of all time. Well, they got the Super Bowl they wanted. Um, yeah. You know, they mortgaged the house to get it, but they they got it. Yeah. I'd rather be them than not have it. Um, we, yeah, we've had this discussion before, haven't we? Do, yeah, do you want to pro- prolong success, that, or would you class success as just getting to the Super Bowl and not win it, or do you want to? You want to be the bride at least once. Yeah, yeah. You want to be the bride at least once. Yeah. All right, top five. Okay, five. Uh, San Francisco 49ers Ooh, Yeah, good team now. Yeah, very good team. Mm. Um, them and the Eagles look a cut above everyone else in the NFC. Um, yeah. 
that would be a fascinating match. I hope we get that in Championship Weekend, by the way. I hope we get that match. That would be yeah. phenomenal. Uh, number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. I've put for a comment, no more PATs, no more field goals, no more armed robberies. Basically, as Fergie says, no more drama. We don't want no drama. Yeah, can we just start, like, just not have drama? Can everyone stop getting shot? Can everyone stop getting shot? <laughs> just nice. Please. You better you better put that clip in here. <laughs> you better put that clip in here. If you haven't seen Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. It's a Guy Ritchie film. You need to get on it. It's if you've seen Snatch, yeah. you need to watch Lock, Stock. Yeah. Um, Number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Still don't get why they're third, but, you know. Uh, number two, the Bills. Yeah. Warranted, yeah, warranted, warranted. I think. Yeah. Warranted. And uh, number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so, again, it's not really changing. Do you know what? Much, but... Other than the Bengals and the Bills swapping, the, the top five is exactly the same, more or less the same from last week. Right. Uh, six, Cowboys. Seventh, Dolphins. Eight, Vikings. Ninth, Chargers. They look destined to make the playoffs now. Uh, tenth, Ravens. They're in trouble unless they start winning games. Eleventh, Detroit Lions, who all of a sudden playoff contention. I'm not being funny. They've won, what, six games in a row now, the Lions? Like, they, <laughs> they're 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 dark horse. They are deserving of their place in the top 11 that is for sure uh titans jets jags seahawks who we play this weekend giants commanders packers raiders patriots bucks browns steelers panthers falcons saints bears cardinals broncos 29th uh colts texans la rams hey so broncos moving up let's run yeah there we are yeah Brent, excellent, Brent time. excellent. oh good work mate good work thank you right then let's talk about the chiefs at the Seattle Seahawks, Christmas mm. Eve. We get a Christmas, Christmas Eve game on the Saturday. It was very strange looking at the uh, schedule. I'm thinking that's Saturday. Surely, yes, I must be wrong. Mm. Um, but then I realised that yes, Christmas is just around the corner. I didn't Would even... you prefer the Christmas Eve game or the Christmas Day game? Me personally, I like the Christmas Eve game. Christmas Eve because Christmas Day is really kind of with your family, with the kids, opening the presents and everything. Yeah, you know, you have. Like, don't you? I remember that obviously when they had the Chiefs Broncos on Christmas Day and they had the primetime game, the Tontari both. Uh, touchdown pass oh, to Demetrius Harris. Yeah, that yeah. that was good fun, but I like that has been like a one-off every decade. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I wouldn't want the Chiefs playing on Christmas Day this year. I just I wouldn't like. Now, when that the game happened, I didn't have kids. Now I have kids, and so yeah, I do want it to be about kids. But it's kind of nice now knowing that on Sunday I can put the or Saturday rather I can put the kids to bed, and then. Obviously, do your your father Christmas thing. Eat the mince pie, drink the milk. I say drink the milk, throw it down the sink, and then um, and then put out your presents. And then afterwards, you know, I can sit down, telly, watch Chiefs game, watch NFL Red Zone after that until twelve o'clock, and then go to bed. Wake up in a drunk, drunken stupor on the on the underneath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just wake up on Christmas Day morning with a horrific hangover. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm quite looking forward to the fact that it's on Saturday and it is on Christmas Eve. It should it should make fun of you. And it's going to feel like a Christmas game. Yeah. Because have you seen the temperatures for this game? Uh, Pretty darn cold. I think. Yeah. I think that's official. Pretty darn cold. Yeah, we've just gone through a cold streak in the UK over here. Like it's the, the it's not it's over now. It ended yesterday, but the last two weeks has probably been the coldest been in the UK for a very long time. Like it's been consistently minus down here anyway, between minus five and minus thirteen down here. Yeah, it's been really really cold all day every day. Um, that's what it's going to be like at Arrowhead on Sunday. Wow. It's going to be, and I, like I went out to put my bins out in like shorts once, and I honestly thought it was going to fall off. <laughs> like genuinely, it was that cold. Yeah. And so, how do the people go and play sport in that? How do you go and watch sport? In that? It's going to be horrific. And I mean, for me, playing sport, it, 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 it you kind of keep warm anyway. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah it's still freezing, but going to actually the ground's going to be hard. Fun. Yeah, everything is going to be awful playing but football in that. Watching it as a fan, though, where you just have to sit there. Yeah, but you just drink. <laughs> to warm yourself up, then you then you bounce around, you huddle up like penguins. But like playing sport, when when they're playing on on Saturday, everything is going to hurt. Everything. Yeah. Every time they catch the ball, it's going to hurt because the ball's going to be like a rock. Every time they get tackled, yeah. it's going to hurt because they're going to be stiff and frozen up. It's it's going to be awful. Like there's no, we're talking about not kicking, right? And we said it in jest earlier, but seriously, like. There is no need for Butker to kick. He might as well not lace up on Sunday. They might no. as well just like say, right, you stay at home, 
you, you do your father Christmas thing at home, Harrison Buckley. There's no need for you on Sunday because he's kicking that ball. He's going to be like kicking a ball of cement yep. on Sunday. The ball is going to be so hard. Like, I just wouldn't want to play sport in it. And the thought of playing American football with other 300, 400 pound men just sounds horrific. Mm. Yeah, it's not my kind of fun, I don't think. Yeah. Do you reckon it favours Seattle slightly? Because obviously they get colder temperatures up there in the, in the Pacific Northwest more so than um, than Kansas City. Do you reckon it favours them? They might be more used to it. Or do you reckon we're at the point now where everyone knows that Kansas City is pretty cold in December and January, that they should be used to it by now? Kansas City gets snow in the summer, though. Yeah. It, it's that such a weird weather front up in Kansas City yeah. that it, it's probably well-rounded anyway. So yeah. I don't think it's got as much favour as, as as probably as it would have if it was like Miami going to Seattle or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. saw, we saw with the Bills game, didn't we? You know, the Miami Dolphins against the Bills. You know, yeah. it, cold weather, Miami did lose. But, um, you know, they, they played they played well. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I do think the cold probably did have a bit of an, uh, an impact on yeah. that game as well. But... I don't think it. I don't think it bothers. I mean, Holmes is a snow snow game guy anyway, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, if if it is snowing or whatever, then I think he's going to be fine with it. But um, he 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 can throw rocks over mountains anyway. He's fine. <laughs> so do you think the Chiefs will <laughs> lean into a run game then on Sunday? Um, do you know, what? Saturday. I've been, I've been really impressed with the run game lately, but um, I mean, Pacheco, yeah, he had a he had a fumble, which um, he he kind of. Got left on the sidelines for a bit for a few players, didn't he? While uh, you know, while he got his head together after that. And normally, it's strange because you normally see uh, you know Reed or EB actually sending uh, a running back back in there just straight away, just to say right, go and clear up your mistake and just get back yeah. on it. But they left Pacheco out for a little bit, didn't they, in that game? And they put McKinnon in, and McKinnon's really been like a rising star in this team. Um, he's just been a, a, a he's a stalwart player. He's, he's the he's the kind of player that you dial up that. You want somebody who's consistent. He is consistent, and he, yeah, yeah. He, you know he plays well in the pass game as well. So, um, well, short short yards, he's pretty good in that in the flats yeah. and stuff. So, do you think he's elevated himself now? Because obviously, before he was just always the third down back. Do you think he's now elevated himself to a two down back? Because he's not, he's not an every down back. He, he he just can't be. He hasn't got the size to be a free down back. He can't. He 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 would be battered after a few drives if he played every single down. Yeah. But, Instead of playing Pacheco on first and second down, then Jarrett McKinnon on third, are we now in a position where we maybe play Pacheco on first down or Jarrett McKinnon? Then we switch them and then bring back Jarrett McKinnon for the third down. Like, are we at that point now? Would you sooner that? Would you rather Jarrett McKinnon be on the field for more touches or Pacheco? I know who I'd rather, and it's definitely McKinnon. It's definitely McKinnon because he's more versatile and and. It, it gets the defences guessing. But also, yeah, I, I, I want us to use Ronald Jones a bit more to punch holes through, to make them think about... I it. don't think there's a need. I don't... Do you not? I, no, I just don't think there's a need in the moment for Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, he, there's talk about him starting to practice against him. I, I think I'm at the point now where I think we just have to accept that Edwards-Alaire is just done in Kansas yeah. City. I, I, I'm with you on that. I don't think the C. I think CEH project is probably not. Yeah. And it's a shame because I, I had a lot of high hopes for it, but yeah. I think his absence, like his absence, has led to the Chiefs' run game almost being better. Yeah. Um, which might be a coincidence, but it, it is. It is more threatening now. The, the passing attack out the the uh, backfield seems to be so much better. Jared McKinnon is so much more suited to it than anyone else. And that's where I like McKinnon because he does offer a variation. He, we know he can run between the tackles. We know he can run the outside. So like, look at the touchdown running out of the, of the weekend. That was yeah. completely new set skill that we've seen. He'd done it before when he was at the 49ers. We've seen him when he was at the 49ers, when he was at the Vikings. We've seen that before. Hadn't really seen it with the Chiefs. But if he can start adding that to his game, obviously we know what he can do in the passing game and the flats. We know what he can do in the screen game. If we're going to have that type of production from him, then there's no point for someone like Clyde edwards Alaire. Like, yeah. I don't know what you get for Clyde edwards Alaire. I don't know if you get anything for Clyde edwards Alaire in the trade market. But at some point, you just kind of have to accept defeat in that, on that particular one. And I have to accept defeat on it because I was pro-drafting Clyde edwards Alaire. And I have to admit that maybe maybe it, it hasn't worked out the way we liked. But if his injury has meant, led to us realising that Pacheco is a guy and McKinnon's a guy that we trust, then I, I suppose so be it. Yeah, Pacheco seems to do a lot more than what CEH does at the moment in the run game. 
that's that's what I feel in that. And yeah, yeah. Pacheco. I think I think it's it's no secret in the in the coaching room either that they favour Pacheco over Ceh and like you said, McKinnon over over yeah. Ceh as well. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this is probably the understanding now that mm. yeah, it's probably time to move on from Ceh and uh, and get more value out of the other two. Um, yeah. Um. So on the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. So. What parallel universe, or what would it be like in a parallel universe if in 2013, with a number one overall pick, we didn't take Eric Fisher and we actually took Geno Smith? Like, oh, imagine how God. things, imagine how different things would be now. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Geno Smith would have been a good quarterback if we'd drafted? Because obviously, we'd already traded for Alex Smith at this point. I think yeah. we had anyway. Yeah, we had already traded for Alex yeah, Smith yeah. Um, in 2013. So. If we had drafted Geno Smith, which a lot of people were calling for, I was going to say there's a lot of people after a lot of people were calling for it. Where where do you reckon the Chiefs would be now? Do you reckon they would have a Super Bowl ring still, even with Geno Smith? Like, have you seen enough out of him this year to think actually, if he was paired with Andy Reid for X amount of time from from being a young player, do you think he would have been a a serviceable to good quarterback that could lead a team to a championship? I think he would have been like the Alex Smith kind of quarterback not not actual style of player but i mean yeah. like he would have been a nice player to have that would have steadied that position 10 to 15 type range yeah you know and and we we wouldn't have to worry about that position that's how i think he's a good he's a good he's a good enough quarterback for that so the type of quarterback that you could win a title with if everything else fell into place yes if you've got everything else built around him after that you know he, he'll do a good job while you build around him yeah but you had to get everything else around him to really kind of elevate him into the playoffs, into the, you know, so I, I, I do think he would have been serviceable. I think he would have had a good career under Andy Reid. I really do. I think he would have. Yeah. It's a shame that, you know, he's, he's he obviously had the injuries and he's jumped from team to team, but he's a, he's a good talent. I've always liked Geno Smith. And there's always a soft spot in Chiefs Kingdom for, for Geno Smith as well, isn't there? Because I think a lot of people were thinking, yeah, it would have been great if we could have got him. But yeah. Eric Fisher got a Super Bowl ring at the end of the day, so we can't really look back on it too much, can we? Yeah, when you look at that draft class, we got Eric Fisher and Travis Kelsey out of it, so you can't really, yeah. you can't really complain, right? The greatest like, tight end of all time. Said, imagine you went back and now and said, "Oh, actually, we're going to take Travis Kelsey first overall in the, in the 2013 draft." People would have laughed at you, but yeah, they would have. Yeah, that yeah. That, that goes to show what the draft it actually is. It's actually that was a horrible draft, though, wasn't it? Awful, it was horrible, awful, awful it was draft. The worst draft. The first quarterback taken was EJ Manuel. <laughs> I think the first yeah. receiver taken was Taven Austin. Yeah. Like, if I remember rightly, I think the best player or the like the most impactful player in the first round was Le'Veon Bell. I'm pretty sure. And then he, and then he was taken late, late in the first round. Like the 2013 draft was a historically bad draft class. And only oh. the Chiefs would have the number one pick in that, that particular draft. Like the year before was Andrew Luck. And then <laughs> <laughs> the year we had it was Eric Fisher. But on, on to Seahawks and, and Geno Smith in particular. Like, I like Geno. I, I, I think he is a good player and I, I I'm happy now that he's in a situation where he's appreciated mm. like to go to go in after Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson for as much of a wreck he is right like he was loved in Seattle right and yeah. his his play had obviously declined over the last year or so and people were kind of ready to move on to it but they, they Seattle still had a soft spot for them I'm sure if they could have made it work if they wanted to make it work out they would have made it work out. So he had such a hard gig to come into and follow Geno Smith. Obviously, they traded for Drew Locke as well mm. as part of the Russell Wilson trade. And no one knew who was going to be the star at the start of the year. Was it going to be Geno? Was it going to be Drew Locke? Obviously, Drew Locke got an injury that propelled Geno into, into the start and he hasn't looked back. And he has a couple of weapons in Tyler Lockett who might not play on Sunday. And obviously, DK Metcalf. And he's balling out. And I just think it's I just think it's hilarious that Russell Wilson can can leave the Seahawks and everyone talk about how Pete Carroll is this god-awful offensive mind. Like, they, 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 they don't do anything right offensively in Seattle. Like, sack, I can't remember his name. Um, I can't remember his it can annoy me now. The the coordinator <laughs> they sack sack the coordinator in Seattle. That the offense is crap, and all of a sudden they draft this rookie in Kenneth Walker, who's looking like going to be offensive rookie of the year, and they bring in Geno Smith, and then 
up until a few weeks ago this year, Seattle Seahawks all of a sudden becomes this big play offense with, with, with Geno Smith, Drew, uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Luckett and Kenneth Walker. I just think the turnaround offensively for Seattle uh, under Pete Carroll minus Russell Wilson has just been hilarious, but also entertaining to watch. Is it the offense that you're worried about against the Chiefs? Do you think? Uh, yeah, because I don't trust the Chiefs defense. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let's be honest, like I don't I don't fancy any of our corners chances against DK Metcalf, like in a straight up. I don't I I just don't I don't like that matchup. But Kenneth Walker's back now. He was out for a few weeks. He's running the ball extremely well. And then um, like I said a minute ago, he's gonna more than likely gonna win offensive rookie of the year. Mm. That, and that doesn't say a lot because it's not it's kind of a, a talent poor offensive draft class on a lot, especially in terms of quarterback as well. But um they they do enough offensively. Yeah, they come unstuck against the San Francisco 49ers last week, but guess what? Every offense not led by Patrick Mahomes has come unstuck against the San Francisco 49ers defense. So you can't really read too much into it. Yeah, they're in a poor bit of form, but as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, who better to get your form back against than the Chiefs? Because, you know, we've done it for the Broncos and now we've done it for the Texans. So, yeah, I do worry about the Seahawks offense. I do think they can score points. Yeah. It's just... Can the Chiefs do the same to the the Seahawks on the other side? And yeah, absolutely they can. I always hate playing a team that is probably like a middle of the road team, but has come off actually playing a really good team. And they played against the uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers, didn't mm-hmm. they? Um, and obviously they lost that game. 49ers snatched the uh, the, the division title there. Um, but I always hate that because they seem to carry it over from playing a really good team like that into playing against the Chiefs. And yeah. I feel like they might be fired up by that game, and that's what concerns me a little bit more about this game. This is very much a um, a trap game, I think, for the Chiefs. I think a lot of people are thinking that because Geno Smith is, uh, you know, um, he's on the decline. To be fair, yeah, he's on the he's, he's, he's on not the playing decline. as well. He's not as playing as well as he was. No, he's not. But like we said before, he can just take that just that one flick of something, some magic. And we've seen it a, a, a few times against, well, we've seen the Chiefs against the Broncos. We've seen them against the Texans struggling. Um, and these teams who are meant to be mediocre, really poor this year, mm. have been really putting up a lot of points, like 26, 27, 28 points. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that kind of worries you because if teams like that are scoring at will on the Chiefs, what are the Seahawks going to do with their weapons? That's the that's my issue here. Yeah, if, and if you look at the Seahawks, you know, like in some games, these are some of the scores that they've uh, they've put together in um, this so far this season. They scored forty against the Lions this year. They scored thirty two against the Saints. Um, they scored thirty seven against the Chargers. Twenty seven against the Giants. Thirty one against the Cardinals. Thirty four against the Raiders. Twenty seven against the Rams. Twenty four against the Panthers. Like, so they aren't exactly adverse to scoring points the Seahawks they can put up points okay sometimes they have lost those games like for example they scored 34 against the Raiders and they guess what they lost that game because their defense is so bad and their defense is bad and a lot of Seahawks fans I know one in particular will always tell you how bad the defense is which is not what you expect out of a Pete Carroll defense you always associate Pete Carroll with the Legion of Boom and you think not the Legion of Zoom the Legion of Boom (laughs) you associate them with gonna charge you then Tom yeah and you expect a peak hour defense to be very good. Obviously, it hasn't worked out that way. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to have problems scoring points. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are going to have trouble scoring points. I think the weather might come into it, though, and slow it down a little bit. I do I do expect to see a heavy dose of Kenneth Walker. I do expect to see a heavy dose of Isaiah Pacheco this Sunday. And um, Geno Smith and Patrick Holmes might keep their their hands in a little warmers in the front pouch is a little bit more than we want them to than normal. Get the run game spiced up a bit for sure. Um, yeah. Right. Predictions. <sighs> what you're going with. It's going to be high scoring, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be in the thirties. I think it's going to be something like, I don't know. I think well, before predictions, I think we need to talk about the fact that the Seahawks also have another rookie of the year candidate in their team as well. All right. Willen, their cornerback. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he he's been very good so far this year. I just want to quick give a quick shout out to him. He's tied tied first with six interceptions. And like that's remember when we had Marcus Peters as this this cornerback was making plays as a rookie. We used to love him. So Seahawks have that to pin their hopes on. I just don't think one cornerback can make that much of a difference against. He'd love, he'd love one from Mahomes, wouldn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, predictions. I'm going to go for a relatively low scoring affair, despite what I just said about the, both teams' ability to put up points, but it's mainly a weather-based prediction. Yeah. Weather. So I'm going to say the Chiefs win 27-20. Um, oh, right, okay. Which means that Harrison Butker will kick a field goal. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't want to see him doing, but I'm going to say 27-20. And I think it's going to be a cold affair. And I, um, I, a lot of running the football. I think it's going to be like, 33-31. It's going to be one of those games. I mean, after seeing what we saw from the Texans uh, taking us into overtime, I just I just fear, fear that we're just going to be leaking points again and Mahomes is just going to have to try and, you know, outscore them as best he can, you know. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's going to be take the over on this one, I would say. Would you agree with that? I don't know what the over is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's anything like 52 points, I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, um, I'd sure. probably take the under. Yeah, because yeah, of I'd the weather. Take, yeah, because of the weather. A lot of people selling their tickets this weekend, I've noticed. Yeah, because they don't want to sit in the cold, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right then, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, on behalf of myself and Tom and everyone at Hourhead Pride, have a great Christmas. And make sure over the festive period to get all of your Chiefs news and updates from our website, arrowheadpride.com. And all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work.